Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for our latest preview episode of the No Huddle Show. We're previewing the Washington Redskins game on Sunday in beautiful Landover, Maryland. The most exciting road trip in all the NFL. Oh, <laughs> man. so much going on there. You know, they have like they have like a Target over there, maybe. There's like a Wendy's on the way to the stadium. We went there last year. It was year, Burger actually. King. Burger King, actually. No, I've not, I haven't eaten at Burger King since I was a kid. It was Wendy's. Are we sure? I'm 100% sure. I've oh, okay. eaten at Burger King and I refused it. So. Well, that's how great the Wendy's was <laughs> that I thought it was Burger no, King. I, I just know for a fact that I did not go to Burger King. So, uh, anyway, fun fact about me. By the way, Burger King, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, 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 great Burger right, King. Yeah. Uh, love your, love I, your, your, your Whopper. I was trying to write down all the things I'd rather do than be in Landover, Maryland on if Sunday. Yeah, we would have to host like four other podcasts. Um, <laughs> I don't even like to do that many things. So. Yeah, I, you're right. I, I, it's it's unbelievable how uh, stationary my life is. But uh, you know, this is. So you're, beat, not, so you're not bringing rent, is what you're saying? No, I'm not. From a beat writer standpoint, this is probably if you cover the NFC East, your least favorite road trip. I feel like the fans don't like it there either. Like, yeah, yeah, well, the, they, they travel for this game pretty well usually. Yeah, because the Redskins fans don't like being there yeah, either. Yeah, so true. I mean, like, God, what, a, uh, what it, an absolute the NFC mess. East. The, the Eagles will only be in the NFC East actually lives where they say they live. Yeah, yeah. Dallas lives in Arlington. The, the Giants live in East Rutherford. And the Redskins live in Landover. Like, stop lying, people. You I mean, be I, the Landover Redskins. Be the East Rutherford Giants and be the Arlington Cowboys. I'm pretty sure Dan <laughs> Snyder actually does live at FedEx Field. So, yeah, that's a... <laughs> Um, he's not really doing it. He's like a, uh, George Costanza in Seinfeld. He doesn't really know what he's doing. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Um, I think that's a really good comparison. Um, yeah, for the Yankees, and I yeah. think Dave Gettleman's Larry David. So it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Okay, so before we get into the whoa, knock your mic down there with, with my powerful hit on the table. <laughs> I pounded the table for emphasis. Uh, before we get to our preview, we do have like an exciting thing uh, to tell you guys about that Mike and I are pretty. Pretty enthused to get to get going. Um, it's called Eagles Extra. It's a new service we're doing. It really was successful with our Rutgers guys and our Devils writer. It's basically a text message service where we're going to be able to send you guys exclusive before it goes on the website, before it goes on Twitter. When we have breaking news behind the scenes, our thoughts, observations, we can do ask ask me anything's Q and A's. It's only four ninety nine a month. The first two weeks are free. You can find uh, the link to sign up for it on our Twitter, where it's in every one of our stories. That's on energy.com slash Eagles. I, I, we're really excited to get this going. We hope we get. We already got some subscribers early. We're already building a little community. Uh, I know Mike's really excited about it, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there, right? You go to tweet Jeff Goldblum, and you have a specific question about, like, his career. Does he have a Twitter, actually? <laughs> Whatever. For the sake of this oh, I hope he does, because he'd be great at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he... No, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. All right, so you go to, you go to tweet Jeff Goldblum. Well, I'm like, I See, Jeff Goldblum, him? Well, Jeff Goldblum doesn't have a Twitter because he really would buy into this idea because the thought of personalized <laughs> messaging... I, mean, I would pay a lot of money for Jeff Goldblum to text me, by the way. Well, I mean, if you, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I love doing a, random AMAs when I'm at Chipotle. Chipotle, if you'd like to sponsor, holler at us. Sponsor the text messages. Yeah, um... So this gives us an opportunity to give you content that's exclusive to what you want to know. I think a, a lot of the times fans are, are, are shy away from asking questions on Twitter because of the trolls or whatever, or you know they think it's a dumb question, or they don't feel like they can get an adequate response in a tweet response. Uh, so we feel like we can give you guys, we can change the game for the way NFL is covered, at least from a reader to writer perspective, and kind of offer you our insight um, you know we're available we're basically on call to you when you download or when you sign up for this so um we'll host amas like zach said we're very excited but we're also going to have give you exclusive content we've we'll have exclusive practice photos practice video press conference video we'll break news on there before we break news on twitter or on nj.com so uh it's definitely well worth it this two-week trial you can see how you can kind of see it firsthand and then decide what you want to do afterwards. Hopefully Zach and I don't, uh, you know, aren't as, as annoying as we think we are sometimes, but, uh, no, uh, it's a really cool program that we're really excited about. Yeah. Like, to, so today after, after Doug's press conference, I pretty much, cause we will usually write some like thoughts off a of press conference. I immediately sent out a text message with all my takeaways from the press conference and it got sent out to all our subscribers. So they got to see that before anybody else was writing anything and before all the articles started hitting the internet. So it's just, it's just like a cool way for us to, to talk to you guys. You can ask us anything. We're going to get back to you as soon as we can. And I, I just, we, we, that's our task for all you know Huddle Show listeners. Uh, we really would like you to at least test it out and see what you think. Let us know in the comments on this podcast. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know in the text messages. We, we're looking forward to this. All right, now to football. Um, so news, there's not, nothing like huge news wise. Oh, actually, no, there is. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is out for the year. I think we should have, yeah, Alshon I would discussion. say that's pretty yeah, newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I for, sometimes I forget what no, I know. when it happened. We I was kinda, gonna, we kind of figured he was going to be out for the year, right? But now we need to have like the discussion about his future with this team. It's like really complicated. This injury at its worst can go nine to 12 months recovery, mm-hmm. which, should, which is what happened with Jalen Mills, although that was originally like day to day, and then right. turned into him being gone for a full year. So if, if it's gone for, let's just say worst case scenario, he's gone for 9 to 12 months, that puts or 10 to 12 months or 11, it puts him coming back at the end of next season if he mm-hmm. were to come back. So that, it, be, it becomes more difficult now. They can't just release him. It would have to be an injury settlement. You have more knowledge about that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Nobody's going to trade for him unless the Eagles are attaching a second-round pick to it, like the Brock Osweiler trade or something. Yeah. It's possible, I guess. But you still have to pay him when you do that. Yeah, you're paying him like, regardless. There's a yeah. dead cap hit that He's guaranteed, I believe, $11 million next year if they just cut him. Well, again, I don't know. You have to. You can talk about that a little bit. But well, they'd have to designate him a post-June cut, and that would allow yeah, yeah. them to yes. take But, but on... with the CBA, they might not even be able to do it like because the, the CBA is expiring, right? Well, next yeah. year. Next year, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess do you think, Alshon, just very basic question, do you think he's played his last game in an Eagles uniform? No. 
So you, so you think they IR him next year kind of thing? If you're going to pay him anyway, yeah. you might as well keep him around. If he's not playing, you might as well just IR him and then right. get help at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, so like that's the thing. You know, he's he's found money in a lot of ways. If you, uh, you know, put him on IR. What I think is actually beneficial about this injury is you know it's happening now. You know it's going to be a long recovery. You have experience with it with Jalen Mills. And so you know you can't count on him next year. So regardless of whether he's on the roster or not. So you, you plan know, for him not being there, and then he's a bonus. Correct, know. exactly. So even before the injury, I felt like they needed to draft somebody high and then sign a guy like Robbie Anderson or – um, <clears throat> someone of that ilk in free agency at Philip Dorsett, what have you. Um, Not like net, a number one guy, but like a guy who's going to... Right. Have to field, you're, you're drafting a guy who's going to potentially become a number one. Yeah. And I think this kind of puts it in perspective where you probably... Nelson's not coming back. Um, Deshaun, whether he comes back or not, is not going to be a full-time player, I would assume. Yeah. So... You know you need to fill at least two spots. You have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Greg Ward's shown you some stuff. Rob Davis got called up from the practice squad. He's a really intriguing player who three we'll game, talk... Three games to show something, yeah. Yeah, he's an intriguing player that we can talk about later. But I think you go into it knowing no matter what you see over the next three weeks, none of that really matters. You have to address this wide receiver position. You have to... Get younger. Get younger, upgrade the position, um... Remember, it's not just about getting younger. It's about upgrading the yeah, position. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, Rob Davis could go out there and have 200 yards over the next three games. Still need to get. More. Still need to get. Still need to invest in the position. JJ Single Whiteside could do something crazy. Terrific. Um, ideally, you should have a bunch of young cats or Eagles competing for wide receiver spots next year. And it should be an intense competition. This year, there wasn't really an intense competition. It was Matt Collins versus Mark and Michelle and Greg Ward. And, and, they, the, worst, and the worst one won the job. Right. <laughs> and he didn't even really win the job. Yeah. So, um, by the way, Boston Scott has seven more receptions uh, wow. in the last two weeks than he <laughs> had in two months. Um, but, again, I, I, I think... Jeffrey, a lot of people are looking at this as doom and gloom. So I'm going to look at it glass half full. You're paying him anyway. You're in the situation you're in regardless. Um, even if he was healthy and you wanted to cut him, you were still paying him. So now you have the option of him being, you know, change under the seat cushion. You don't have to worry about him during the season. You know it's going to take a while. But if he's able to come back during the stretch run of five games, you have a veteran player with pretty decent hands outside of his showing in Chicago and New Orleans last year. And this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so outside of all that. No, but I, I mean, know, I know you're you know, we, we can... At the minimum, he's a capable receiver. Right. We can mock... one anymore is different. Yeah. Right. We can mock his production all we want, but the, entering the Week 14 matchup against the Giants, the Eagles were 0-4 when he played less than a, than two quarters. They were 5-3 and when he did play uh, more than full two... Full game. Yeah. yeah, full game. So... Um, I do think that there's value there. Carson Wentz came out on Wednesday or on Thursday, excuse me, and said that he loves that guy and that they have a great relationship, despite rumors to the contrary. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. who cares? I mean, honestly, at this point, it's a dead narrative. Yeah. The narrative doesn't good. matter. If he's going to be injured next season, he won't really have Austin's much. Not of- important enough anymore for that to matter. Right. So the reality. Uh, the reality of the situation is, is they better spend a first round pick on a wide receiver. Or at worst, a second round pick if they're spending a first round pick on a corner. Uh, so, 
part we didn't cover of this, and we kind of talked about this in the past, but so hypothetically, if the Eagles know that Alshon was that leak, do they just cut him now? I mean, I know this is the injury thing, but do you think they just move on from him then anyway? Because they might have been waiting to do that if that was the case. Like, we don't know if that's the case. I'm just throwing that. Like, like, like this week? No, no, no I'm this offseason. Uh, you know, I if I found out he was the league, I think I said this at the time, yeah, I would cut him on the spot. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, they were yeah, going to do I would that ag- anyway. Though. I would agree with that, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's like an interesting wrinkle to think about. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll tell you how much they view him internally. Um, what's in, What's interesting to me is, and I think you and I talked about this, when he dropped the pass in New Orleans, I don't think a Philadelphia fan base has ever been more forgiving of oh, a player. Oh, it's even crazier in retrospect, considering how quickly they turned on him this year. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think, um, uh, you know, it's one of those things where the next four or five months, we're going to find out a lot about Alshon Jeffrey and yeah. his views internally in, in, within the franchise. Um, I think for the most part, publicly, he's been a good soldier. He's done what he's needed to do. Um, he's made some incredible plays in the history of this team. Uh, and I think it's unquestionably the, the the deal that he signed in 2017 is unquestionably a massive success, home run success. That said, they need to get younger at the position. He's injured almost all the time. I mean, he even before this injury, he missed the better part of four games due to a calf injury. I mean, the year he was great, his first year here, he had a torn shoulder the whole year he played with, which was valiant, but he had that. Right, and and then it forced him to miss several games the next year. So, um, again, I I do think he plays again if he turned, if they they figure out that he was the source, uh, then maybe not. Yeah. Um, But, like, the other side of that is we're going to really find out over these next three weeks. I think J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is one of, like, five most important guys for the future over the next five weeks, or three weeks plus playoffs or whatever. Because I wrote about this, that he's going to be playing a lot. He has been playing a lot the last couple of weeks. They still haven't targeted him that much. He had a great catch last week, like mm-hmm. maybe the best catch any receiver has had for the Eagles this season. Um, but he kind of has to show them that he can be like a centerpiece among the wide receiver core, so then they can determine how much they need to do this offseason in terms of whether they need to spend a lot to get a number one guy or trade up to get a guy who can be elite, or if they're like, all right, we we have the assets to add a couple of quality guys and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside can be our number two receiver or something. Like, I, We're going to find out a lot about him over the next few weeks. And I agree, and maybe this is like out of character for me, but I'm going to be a tough grader here. I think no matter what he does, at best, he should be your number three wide yeah. receiver in your mind yeah, yeah. heading into the – you know what I mean? That's what they ideally they want him to be the second round pick. They invested in him, right? I think I think he is the long term X receiver. Uh, you need to find the Z, and you need to find a long term slot option. And you know, with the way the league's going, slot options can be your number one wide receiver. <clears throat> so I think like if you brought in Philip Dorsett and drafted a guy who could play all three spots, maybe that helps you long term. Or single Whiteside comes out when they're in. 11 personnel, um, but for the most part, those other two guys, like a Henry Ruggs, you know, a yeah. CD, I'm a CD Lamb guy. Lamb's what's for dinner, this, this, you know what I mean? This receiver class is really good in general, so even if the Eagles keep winning and they're in the late teens, early 20s, they're still... I'm drafting two. There's, there's that other Alabama receiver. There's a dude from Colorado. There, there's, like, another guy. Oh, yeah, I like the guy from Colorado. That's a great name. Yeah, I can't um, even pronounce his name, so I won't even try. Although, I mean, like, corner beat is all of a sudden a huge thing, too. So I'm, I'm curious if they draft a receiver or a corner. Probably a receiver. They but, seem to like LSU players, and this Christian <laughs> Fulton kid is getting a yeah, ton yeah, yeah. I saw, of uh, buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Solak uh, projected him to the Eagles, I yeah. think. Um, but, 
Yeah, I think so. This is receiver position. It's funny that we're talking like this, considering before the season it was like this is the best receiver group in the NFL or whatever. Uh, but I am interested to see like I think maybe even best case scenario or something. I I could see a, the group looking something like where they have a, a rookie they use the first round pick on. They have a guy like Robbie Anderson or Phillips Dorsett. They have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Maybe you get Deshaun Jackson back on a smaller deal. Maybe get him because after this injury, I think that's a pretty reasonable request for them to make. Mm-hmm. And then you, if Greg Ward is your fifth receiver, then you can feel pretty good about that group. Yeah, I agree. And then Alshon is a bonus can, inevitably when Deshaun gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt. I think I think having six receivers is going to be the new norm in the league just for how many injuries. On the spree- Eagles, three receivers is the norm. Right, well. We're going to get that in a second. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I apologize if you hear me coughing a, a little bit. I, I, I mix. sick on like 50% of the podcast. No, this isn't. I don't even think this is a sickness. I mixed <laughs> Chipotle with red wine last night and my Weird. entire throat is burnt. So, from the acid uh anyway on that <laughs> note um it, speaking of being burnt they need speed yeah you know what i mean and that's really what this this is the slowest offense i think in the league uh you know the only thing that's saving it is boston scott and, and miles sanders really yeah. um very we brought up rob davis earlier very intrigued by him uh former six round pick from georgia state um was a two-time all sun belt Award winner. He's intriguing because he's six foot three and he's two ten, but he runs a four four. Um, you know, he didn't get a lot of play in Washington. He was mostly on the practice squad as a rookie in two thousand seventeen. Um, missed his entire two thousand eighteen season with a broken fibula. Uh, spent three games with the Redskins earlier this season. Was cut. The Eagles picked him up. He's been on the practice squad ever since. I know CBS. Their draft people are very fond of him. Um, but you know, he, he's an intriguing guy. He's the cousin of. Thomas Davis, the longtime uh, Panthers, now Chargers linebacker. Yeah, that's a fun uh, fact I didn't know beforehand. Yeah, he trained actually with Greg Ward at Michael Johnson uh, performance in Dallas heading into the draft. So they've got a friendship and a rivalry. Um, so he's going to look to duplicate kind of the success that Greg Ward's had out there. I'm all in favor of adding young talent to the roster. I thought this should have happened sooner. When you're grow, when you're grown, when you're veteran, uh, when you're a grown man, yeah, when your veteran wide receivers aren't giving you anything in you, in the passing game, you probably should invest in guys that could have some upside. Um, Davis is capable of playing all three wide receiver positions. I, I think you know from from their standpoint this week, he's probably going to play a lot of Z receiver. Um, and he has the speed to do it. I think he can kind of stretch the field a little bit. I think you'll get a one or two surprise big plays from him. Um, but then again, I also think the Redskins know what to expect from him, having been you know monitored him for the last three years. So it'll be interesting to see if he's shown enough growth that he can kind of trick his former teammates in coverage. So to go <laughs> off that, um, Doug made it sound. So as of right now, it doesn't look like Nelson Azar is going to play. He didn't practice all week. So right now they only have, again, three active, healthy wide receivers. Um, and Doug, in this press conference, love to see it. made it seem like that's going to be the case again. Um, he said, I view it as we have nine guys, if you count running backs and tight ends. I think there's logic to that. I, but I guess. I guess. I mean, um, you know. I mean, I, it seems like they view Perkins as a receiver maybe, but um, he's a tight end is the reality. But um, like, I just, <laughs> why? Like, don't, don't do that again. 
So I was critical of them for only carrying two tight ends for most of the year, and it for the most part it it kind of worked out. And so I guess this there's a lot. Worse, I think. Yeah. No. Oh, this is definitely worse. Yeah. I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> I just I think so. I think with that they view Perkins as a wide receiver first and a tight end second. Is, is I guess the logic there. Um, or at least in an emergency situation. Right. I mean, when your fourth wide receiver... You looked pretty good last week. Yeah, yeah. When your third or fourth wide receiver was Mac Hollins for six yeah, weeks, I guess there's yeah, there's no real downside to that. Um, you know, when you've had to have a formation player, and I say that with finger quotes, um, you know, the upside is there to have a guy who is multidimensional. Um, I think they really liked Alex Ellis. I think the injury kind of just didn't work out well. But... Perkins is a guy who's been in the system for two years. He knows the wide receiver position. He knows the tight end position. And frankly, I mean, we're getting to the point where it's all hands on deck. And, you know, I know a lot of people are clamming for Mark and Michelle. He'd be the guy who I'd promote if they did decide to add another wide receiver to the the mix. He was out of out of work for 12 weeks, and he's probably not in the best football shape. I mean, I talked to him. He's been training in, in South Florida and New England with his brother, Sonny Michelle. Um, just hanging out, but realistically, you know, he hasn't been in a competitive environment outside prior to last week in 12 weeks. So I, I understand why the Eagles would take their time with him. I do think Rob Davis is probably the more intriguing talent. There's a reason why no one picked well, up Mark and Michelle. Or though the point is that they need R- right. They one. do. I mean, Marcus Green to give you guys some better insight plays exclusively the sl- slot receiver position. He is five foot eight, but he's got yeah. a lot of speed. Yeah. Um, I think they'd be more inclined with the way Greg Ward's played and the fact that Perkins can play in the slot. I would think that they would be geared more towards an outside wide receiver, and that's why I think Mark and Mitchell, Michelle makes more sense. Yeah, and like one of the problems with only carrying three receivers, like last week, uh, somebody pointed this out. Uh, Alshon at one point, like I think it was there was a play where all, uh, Carson Wentz missed him. Mm-hmm. Deep. And Alshon called for like them to come in so he could take a breather, but they didn't have anyone to put in for him, so he had to stay in the game. And I'm not saying this is what caused it, but not long after he got hurt. Like, so the, they don't have as many older receivers in there now, so it's maybe not as big of a deal in, in that sense. Like these young guys should be able to go the four quarters. JJ but, actually said the, that he was but tired. But the inability to like inability to even rest somebody because you don't have the numbers is just like inexcusable. So I don't know. I don't know who they cut. There are guys that, I mean, they have too many corners. They, they have, have seven corners. Many, many, I mean, I don't know who. They have seven yeah. defensive ends. Yes. Yeah, the, one of the defensive ends, I feel like, is where they it's, would go. I, I'd Based imagine. On Hall, maybe. Yeah, yeah the, um, even though he played quite more than, John Avery didn't even play last week. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you can't cut him. Yeah, you, you cut saying, him, that's going to start Deshaun Hall did play. Is, maybe they were trying to see what he has. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's just. It's just one of the weird roster, roster quirks at this team. Like, we have to come up. They have three are, safeties. Yeah. It's, like, a very weird. Yeah. And, and, and one and, of them is Marcus Epps. Like. Yeah, and Marcus Epps still doesn't have a tackle, but he's played, like, 50 defensive snaps. I don't think when they signed him, we thought he would play at all at defense. Right, so. yeah. I mean, it's – this is – the roster – I mean, they have a lot of linebackers. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, there have been guys that have emerged on special teams, Craig James, Alex Singleton, some of those guys, and maybe that's why you keep them. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I Look, wide receiver – like, we talked about this, and I, I may emphasize this going into the season. This season was about making Carson Wentz feel comfortable, and it seems like they've almost done nothing to do that yeah. in season. But he had his best game with all the young dudes. <laughs> so what we, well, that's what why I'm intrigued by this game. Is I think if he can if he can go out the the defense and this is a preview show the the defense is going to have a task of holding the Redskins under 20 points. 
They've been able to do that with five of their last six opponents. That said, Terry McLaurin in week one tore them a new uh, tush. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, he's going to be a tough out, man. He's, he's been a baller this season. And so I think at some point, Carson Wentz is going to have to put up points. And, you know, they're going to have to rely heavily on their running game. Um, Not Jordan Howard again. Right. Miles Sanders is 61 total yards away from breaking Deshaun Jackson's uh, um, scrimmage uh, record. Um, And I believe he's like... I think he's like 70 rushing yards away from breaking LaShawn McCoy's uh, rookie rushing record. I'm featuring him and Boston Scott pretty heavily uh, after watching this past game against the Giants. I'm excited to see if Boston Scott can keep what he did going. Uh, and Because like in a, in a perfect world, then all of a sudden you have him and Miles Sanders locked in for next year. And then if you bring Jordan Howard back, that's like a perfect like trio of mm-hmm. power, multidimensional, the pass catching back that they kind of wanted this year with Darren Sproles, but it just didn't work out. But that, that's like the ideal three-man rotation for Deuce Daly to work with. And I think they can bring Jordan Howard back on the cheap. Yeah, especially I mean, with the shoulder thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they would be the ones that would know the shoulder injury better than anyone else, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't put him on IR, so they at least think he can play. Yeah. Um, Eventually. I don't know. And maybe they're holding him for the Dallas game. You know, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning heavily on the run here. The Redskins' defense is beaten up. Ryan Kerrigan's not around. They, um, you know, their corners aren't very good. Um, I think there's – if this team lose – if the Eagles lose in Washington, there's – I mean – The Redskins are really bad. They I mean, are. It'll be because they're looking ahead to the Cowboys if they lose this game, to be honest. But. The Eagles have won five so, straight against the Redskins uh, the last – the last, I mean, last season they got into the playoffs by beating them twenty-four to nothing with a little help too. But in yeah. Washington, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so, um, wait, so, so let's let's get into the preview now. Before we do, we should mention that doesn't look like Lane Johnson will play like we expected. Jordan Howard won't. Nelson Aguilar won't. Uh, Derek Barnett, I don't believe, has practice this week, mm-hmm. so he'll be gone again. Josh Sweat, look, he had maybe like a season-saving play last week, actually. Yeah, the flea flicker. Like the flea flicker, yeah. Yeah. Which it was pretty embarrassing that they messed that up so badly, but Josh Sweat saved them, uh, and he's looked pretty good. Like at the about the halfway point or around them, we talked about how there was barely anyone who has exceeded expectations. Maybe if the expectation was him to break out, that was unrealistic, but he's. Exceeded like what he was last year. He's gotten better for sure. So um, he's, he's Vinny been, Curry and he's, had a and great he's a young, game, too. and he's a young player. So that's it's promising, and he'll get a lot of snaps this week. But all right, let's get in this preview. Um, some matchups. I mean, you mentioned Terry McLaurin. Probably imagine Darby probably covers him, right? Yeah. Which uh, that's but, that's scary. Probably he's been really bad the last few weeks. The, he's uh, given up. I think he's given up something like four passes of more than thirty yards or something. The uh, defense as a whole has given weeks. up seven passes of uh, passing plays of 25 or more yards over the last two weeks so and that, this is against the miami dolphins and the new york giants right um <laughs> you know he gave Not up a great look guys darby gave up uh two plays of over 35 yards against the giants um you know i mean look darby's not a very good number one corner i mean he's probably on most teams he's a number two um and he's gotten work the last two weeks that said Jim Schwartz loves him. <laughs> I would also rather have Darby on 
McLaurin than Mills. Mills. Yeah. Although that said, Mills wasn't around in Week One, and maybe that would be what they yeah, would have done. Something different. I yeah. mean, the Eagles play sides; they don't travel their corners. But I would imagine, for the most part, McLaurin will be in the slot or on the outside, and that'll be against Devontae Maddox and Ronald Darby. Yeah, and so another area I'm looking at: Eric Flowers is on their offensive line. He's mm-hmm. on the interior, I believe, right guard. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, left or left guard. I thought he was left guard. Either way, the Eagles' interior defensive lineman, if they don't destroy that dude. Then yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game for Fletcher Cox. Yeah. But then again, I thought it would be a good yeah. game for Fletcher Cox against the Giants and against the Dolphins. And yeah, He's had okay yeah, games yeah. away he from the ball. He makes his impact away from the ball sometimes, yeah. Right. Um, I'm interested to see Donald Penn versus Vinnie Curry and, um, and Josh Sweat. Uh, Donald Penn is way past his prime, and uh, that should be real fun. Um, also, uh, I think you know another interesting matchup is Quinn Dunbar against any of these wide receivers. Dunbar's actually raised his play. He's the Josh one... Norman was benched, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I mean, he's, anyway. he's basically their number one corner. That'll be interesting. Um, the Eagles aren't going to have to prepare for any tight ends. Jordan Reed's on IR. So is Vernon Davis. Adrian Peterson will play in this game, though. And last year he had like that 95-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Yeah, and then they realized they were playing the Redskins. And And then he didn't get anything else. Right. I mean, I know Jim Schwartz talked about him the other day. Um, I mean, the goal of this game is to shut down Terry McLaurin and and let Adrian Peterson He's the only threat they have on their team. You're fine getting gashed a little bit in the run game because this is a good Eagles run defense. So, in theory, you know, you want to hold – Adrian Peterson out of the red zone. If he's putting up yardage, great. Good for him. But you want to keep him out of the end zone. You want to hold them to field goals as opposed to touchdowns. And part of in doing that is making sure McLaurin doesn't beat you deep. Because that kid can run. I think he ran, ran a 4-3-5. Wow. Uh, you know, and he's a good possession receiver, too. He, he's making possession catches pretty regularly. So... Um, I think he's third amongst rookies in receiving yards and catches. Yeah, and he's, he's like 700 yards in, in like six touchdowns, which are numbers that you don't see in Philadelphia. So. Yeah, and he's got he's tied for second with a couple of different dudes among rookies with six touchdowns. So uh, he's just an impressive player. And remember, Dwayne, everybody's going to be – okay, so they're going to face Dwayne Haskins. Jim Schwartz historically does really well against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. That said – Haskins and McLaurin went to college together at Ohio State. They do have a chemistry, so that shouldn't Haskins be overlooked. Haskins looked pretty good lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think they can trick him into throwing interceptions. Yeah, I think this sure. will. I think this is where you you see Timmy Journey get in Fletcher Cox really set the tone. I think Brandon Graham could have a really good game, um, but their coverage is going to have to be good, and I think the linebackers are going to have to play well. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is going to have to blitz well. I uh, would not be shocked if you see Crave on the Blanc Blitz quite a bit in this one from their dollar package. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, th- this game isn't all that interesting on paper, but, you know, if you don't stop McLaurin, it's going to be rough. Yeah. And Vitae will start for Lane. Um, they have no intention of moving Peters over to the right. I know there was some talk about that because mm-hmm. Peters said he would, but I don't think they like moving around too many guys. Uh, yeah, Stoutland doesn't like getting worse. since Kerrigan's not playing, you feel a little bit better about it. They have that dude, Ryan Anderson, who hasn't had a great year, but they did use a second-round pick on him pretty mm-hmm. recently. So um, that'll be something. I mean, if Vita has a bad game, then it's always rough. For I mean, Montez Sweat is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, he's having kind of a Derek Barnett rookie year sort of thing where he's showing some flash, but he's not really yeah, dominating. Or numbers or anything. Yeah. yeah. What do you got prediction? I know our scores um, are pretty similar. Here. I think I, I had earlier on the week, nine, uh, Eagles 19, Redskins 13. I'm going to stick with that. I do think this is a game where, you know, it, it's supposed to be really nice out. I mean, it's going to be cold, but it's supposed to be relatively, you know, relatively nice um, in Landover. I do think that there could be some issues with protection with Vitae, though I will say when he knows that he's the starter going into the week, he has played significantly better. Um, Still not great, but yeah. Yeah, but but significantly (laughs) better. Um, I do think that this is an opportunity to run the ball. I think they can control the clock. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Obviously, combined, that would be 32 points. I do think that they're going to allow a massive play to Terry McLaurin and early. I think yeah. the Eagles will trail in this game at some point. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, that week one game, if you remember, it looked like the Eagles were going to lose it for a little right. while, and then Deshaun did his Deshaun thing and then never played again. But I do, um, I do think it's a critical thing, and I'm not overlooking Haskins at all. But I do think it's a big boost for the Eagles' uh, morale and game planning. Haskins as opposed to Keenum. Um, you know, I, I think Keenum's a guy who's played them a lot and knows what to expect from Jim Schwartz. Uh, from, 380 yards that week one, I think. Yeah. Right. From Haskins' perspective, the dude's had a lot of turnovers. He, you know, he's not Daniel Jones in the pocket fumbling all the time, but he has he has been loose with the football. Um I also don't think he's been very accurate. Um, he's not throwing to a lot of... I mean, Paul Richardson and Terry McLaurin are his wide receivers. That's pretty much it. He doesn't have the safety net of Vernon Davis anymore because he's on IR. Or even Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Right. Um, their running game is very one-dimensional. It's Adrian Peterson, and that's it. Yeah, Wendell's guys is hurt again. Right. Wendell Smallwood isn't really playing a ton. <laughs> uh, God bless him. Um, him. Frankly, at this point, I would rather have Wendell Smallwood than JHI in this running yeah, back room. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> when they cut Ajayi. <laughs> or when Wendell runs for like 40 yards in this game. Oh, man. Um, but anyway. Revenge game, baby. Yeah, revenge. Revenge. Oh, by the way, Trayvon Hester's playing actually kind of well as oh, a rotational guy. playing that much for them before, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Again, I, I think the Eagles are set up to win this game. I think they win by at least one score. Uh, one score. Well, that's how you win. Um, but, like, by at least two field goals. Um, I do think – so, you know how I like to to write out the story of the game. Yeah, the when specifics, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think McLaurin scores on them deep early, um, and then they kick a field goal, and I think the Eagles are down uh, – 10 to 9 at halftime. The Eagles have to settle for field goals early. Um, and then in the second half, you know, they outscore them 9 to, nine to 3. Uh, they score a touchdown, uh, but miss a field goal and then kick a field goal, something like that. Something like that. I do think that there's going to be a moment where there's intense panic amongst the fan base. Of I, course, I do. That's, that's a weekly occurrence. Right, but I, I don't think they're going to dominate this Redskins team. I mean, I, we all put them DOA uh, in that first half last week. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Dolphins showed that this team, uh, on a, in a regular year... Can lose to anybody. Right? Well, just they're not playoff-worthy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yes, um, and they can, prove, they can prove us wrong over the next three games because Carson Wentz is going to have to will this team... To victory, you know they're going to have to depend on a second-year running back who is basically a special teams player and a rookie running back who has had his struggles, as productive and as talented as he is, to win this 
you know, game. I mean, it, every game's important. You can say, oh, well, the Redskins are 3-10. and 10. Well, yeah, they're standing in the way of well, the Eagles and being 7-7. The, the seven and seven. Were, Dolphins were 2-9, and nine, weren't they? Yep. So, I mean, you know, this is a... This is an important game, and the Eagles have to treat it as such. They can't play down to their competition. Um, so I think, look, the Eagles should win this game. I don't know about handedly, but they should win it. Um, yeah, I, I had a similar score. I had Eagles 17, Redskins 13. Um, again, I they wind up scoring more because they scored a lot at the end last week. I mean, they still only scored 23 points, which isn't a lot. So... I don't. The Redskins aren't good. They should kill the Redskins, but like I just don't see the Eagles killing anybody for a while. So, um, like you said, I believe they're going to have a, a panicky moment. I think they're maybe start out slow. Maybe McLaren scores in the first play or something like that. Yeah, like, something. Yeah. Um, if they don't beat the Redskins, then again, they don't. I mean, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. But they definitely don't. If they lose well, and and I think what's interesting too the is Cowboys could lose this week to the Rams. Pretty right. Easy. Yeah. So what's interesting, right, is. The Rams-Cowboys game is at 425, so the Eagles will have that carrot in front of them whether they like it or not. You know, um, They control their own destiny, and if they win this weekend and Dallas loses, they'll be ahead in the NFC East race. They'll have the momentum. Wild. <laughs> yeah, it is wild, but you know, it, it's the wild, wild East, I guess is what you would call it. Um, uh, wild, wild East. And it's been about as much fun to watch as Will Smith's Wild, Wild West. So, um, steampunk. Uh, but... Look, I, I think if the Eagles can win this game, no matter how they win it, I do think they'll have the momentum going into the next week because I do think if you're the Eagles, you do rest Eric Barnett, you do rest Nelson Aguilar, you do rest Lane Johnson with the hope that they're back for the Dallas game. Um, now, Lane Johnson has a high ankle sprain that sometimes can take a while, but we also know that Lane's a maniac he and he, he stuff, plays yeah. through stuff. I he think was supposed to miss like remember when he was supposed to miss like a month last year and he missed one game. I think. Yeah, the dude basically had one leg for yeah. an entire month and played at a pretty yeah, high he level. Yeah, really well at the end of the game. Season, um, yeah. The only long term injury that I guess you'd have concern about is Nelson Aguilar because it does seem like his knee has been a prolonged problem. And you also wonder how much he's thinking about his free agency. Also, like, and it's a fair thing to think about. Right, and you, it's also fair to wonder if he really adds that much of an yes. element yes. at this point. Um, I mean, Josh Perkins had more catches this week than Nelson has had since week three. Like, <laughs> that, tough beat, the bro. Season in a nutshell, right there. So you and I both thought Nelson was gonna have a good year. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, but we I guess we were wrong. <laughs> um, so, bottom line, the Eagles should be win this game. They're the better team, even with all these injuries. Uh, they're probably going to have a home field advantage, to be honest. There's going to be Eagles fans that travel this. When you looked on the schedule... you you mean on Sunday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you looked on the schedule and you're an Eagles fan you wanted to go to a guaranteed win on the road, this is probably one of the two games along with Miami. Whoops. Although, if you were booking this before the season, you probably thought the Eagles would be close to wrapping up. Yeah, you would would have thought that they were steamrolling. But... (laughs) I will say this: We've been very critical of Doug. If they do end up making winning these next three games and making the playoffs, yeah, he, deserves credit, yeah. he deserves a ton of credit for not only making the playoffs three straight times, but doing so in three straight seasons where he has lost players at an alarming rate. And I don't, you know what? If they do make it, he deserves a lot more praise than Howie does because I don't feel like Howie has supplemented this roster very well. Nope. Speaking of supplementing. And making this sh- something better. Let's get to the questions. Yeah, let's get some questions and um, comments. This is from our post game pod for Monday night. It's been a shorter week, so we weren't able to do a midweek one. But uh, let's 
Do we really? Nathan Evans says, "Why no love for JJ's catch?" You didn't mention it at all. I don't remember if we, I guess we didn't. I thought, um, I thought we mentioned we him. Well, but... I think it was also because that kind of blew up a little bit after the game because it's hard for us to like see the specifics of a play, but the replay was like going mm-hmm. wild on social media. It, it, we messed up on that. It was a great catch. Um, and, and frankly, and it, was, it wasn't was a very. Holding. It wasn't. A... He didn't even need to catch it. It was like a hold, and then he had that great catch, great tracking. Like, and yeah. I, I spoke to him after the game to give you some insight, and he uh, said. That he, wait, I know for a fact we brought it up because I, I gave you this anecdote. He uh, said after the after the play, you notice he goes like kind of crazy, but he's like, I wanted to do something crazier, but I was so tired from playing all these snaps. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So we so, mentioned it, but we didn't like yeah, we didn't, go into it. Yeah, sorry. Um, another Zach Laugh comment. Uh, Marlon DeFilio. DeFilo. Sorry if I said that wrong, even though you're mean to me here and you spelled my name wrong. <laughs> I, I challenged Zach to go five minutes without laughing while talking on the next podcast. I think he did that. I, I might have done that. I, 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 hey, look at that. Look at you. Small miracle. I did read that before I read this, so maybe it was in my head. Oh, maybe. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you're making an impact, Marlon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. And this is from Monday, so. I mean, he was pretty predictive here. But uh, Skylar Allen said if, uh, if Alshon is done for the year, you have to bring J Matt back. Bring up Mark and Michelle on and Rod Davis. Uh, they brought up Rob Davis. They might bring up Mark and J Matt back in San Francisco for a week at least, and then he'll be back. What a treat! By the end of the year, what a treat! <laughs> Ain't life grand? Ain't life grand? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty far to be going back and forth between Philly and San Fran. Yeah, that's, man, he's getting that mileage. mileage yeah. yeah, there you go. Mr. Ridley says Wentz is about to go full 2017 mode now. Look out! Wow, we got some confidence in Wentz again. Well, I think I think this game, the Giants win, was big for his confidence. I don't know if it'll necessarily pay off, but you know, whatever. Yeah, Brent Donaldson says we need Jordan Howard back so bad. Do uh, you? He caught four passes for thirty-three yards. Best running back in the NFL. What are you talking about? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, oh, oh, Jordan Howard. Sorry, ah, ju- dude, Mike, come on. I thought you said Jordan Matthews. I was only half listening. <laughs> You're still thinking about you're still thinking about making jokes about him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's slow hanging. So I'm not gonna read this whole comment, just the end of it, because it's the rest of it. Just so my mic was for some reason messed up last episode, and people were mad about it. And Mark Valor uh, talked about that for a little bit, and then he ended his comment with a dozen ways to improve this, but until it happens, he's the Nelson Aguilar of podcasting. Talking about me, it's a tough break for for my guy Zach. <laughs> rough. It's yeah, I just talked in the third person there too. Um, Daniel Timms, I honestly don't see us winning the NFC East. I think we'll struggle greatly against Washington, possibly win, but barely, and then lose to the Cowboys. That's a possibility. Um, Armin Higanovich. I like Greg Ward a lot. I think he has potential to stay on the team next year as a starter. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is getting better. We don't need Alshon. It's time for the new and out with the old. So he likes Greg Ward quite a bit. I mean, he's looked pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Kaleo Kamekona says, yay for Boston Scoot. A little callback to when he <laughs> misspelled it a few weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> it's such a funny, it's like perfect for a skill set, too. Because he does scoot yeah. down the field. That's fair. It's beautiful. Uh, XX King X Dijon XX says, hungry dogs run faster. Keep the young practice squad players out there. Hey, but do they, <laughs> isn't Dijon a, a mustard? It is. I wonder if those hungry dogs use that. I'm not a huge that. Dijon mustard guy, to be honest. But, but I wonder if the hungry dogs use that Dijon mustard. <laughs> Uh, oh, our favorites. Oh, yeah, we got to read that. Jamie and Candace Palmer. What's up, guys? I want to know why only three wide outstressed. Some decisions are baffling to me. Us, too. We signed um, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. He's saying Mark and Michelle to the active roster and let him, JJ, and Ward be our receivers. Keep up the good work, guys. I, I'd say, I think they, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, I, I think they think 
that Perkins is an upgrade over Hollins, which in turn is probably why they thought, hey, they'd be okay. They've basically been running with three wide receivers yeah. anyway. So, um, all right. Um, I think oh, we can just read this last one. Jared Farron said Wentz had his most impressive throw of the season tonight. Not the fourth quarter touchdown pass, but the nice little eight to eleven yard bullet to Greg Ward. I haven't seen Wentz throw a ball that hard to receiver that hasn't broken his route yet. I can't remember that throw. I do. Um, yeah, it was an impressive throw. I think the... Also a good throw on the touchdown that was called back from Greg Ward, too. Yes. Uh, the throw, though, to Zach Ertz in the fourth... In the, yeah, in the fourth in the fourth quarter was maybe the most impressive throw I think he's, he's had all, all year. Tight window. I mean, he literally threw it like he was a shotgun. Yeah. Like, it was a human shotgun. <laughs> All I'm right. sure he would love that that uh, analogy. Anyway. All right. Well, before we wrap up, just one more time. You guys got to sign up for our Eagles Extra. Let us know what you think. Send us some messages. We'll give you some exclusive. Like I said, $4.99 a month. First two weeks are free. So you can test it out, see what you think. Send us um, questions. We're going to be in the locker room now. We're going heading in the locker room now. We'll, we're probably going to send out some messages about some things we hear that you won't get on the website or on Twitter. Um, so make sure you guys sign up as soon as you can. Uh, we'll, end on that, we'll end on that note. Leave us some comments uh, for Sunday's game. We'll try and get to them while we're in great land over Maryland. Let us know if you guys are going to be there. Actually, I'll say this. If you send us a question on the on Eagles Extra, we will read it on air and answer it. Yeah. After we've answered it to you exclusively yes. first, and we'll air it. So basically, the... text us, guys. Yeah, during the game. During Hit the us game, up. After the game, before the game. Whenever. You can do in the middle of the night. We might not respond, though. Zach will. He's up. Yeah, I am up pretty late. All right, we'll end on that note. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys.